You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Internet. It's how we work, how we go to school, how we see friends and family. But not everyone has a good connection. And that's where a few tech companies come in with a sort of modest proposal. What if we got our Internet from outer space. Adam Clark Estes, deputy editor at Recode, wrote about this and is here to talk about it. Hey, Adam. Hey, Teddy. So one surprising thing in your story that a lot of people probably don't already know is that a lot of listeners already get their internet via satellite. Um, That's how we get Wi-Fi on planes, for instance. So why hasn't this taken off more broadly? Satellite internet has historically been just a little bit subpar uh, when you compare it to terrestrial Wi-Fi. Hmm. You're down on planet Earth. We have fiber optic cables, which basically have unlimited bandwidth. And to do satellite internet, you're basically beaming a connection from the, a terrestrial network up to a satellite and back down. And the technology just hasn't been good enough uh, to, to get enough bandwidth to enough people so that it compares to terrestrial broadband, the kind of internet you might get from a Verizon or Time Warner. Uh, but that's starting to change with uh, new satellite technology and what are called constellations of satellites. And has the pandemic at all sort of raised the stakes for this work and made it more urgent, less urgent? Tell me about that. The pandemic has absolutely accelerated uh, development and especially investment in this technology. Just after the pandemic started, it became incredibly clear that a lot of people don't have internet access and they're being left behind. Young students who aren't able to get online for classes, people who aren't able to 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 work remotely. So once it became so clear that solving this problem of internet access was urgent, a lot more investment went into satellite broadband initiatives. Uh, the number of launches went up quite a bit. And I think we're going to see that investment continue and more of these networks go online in the near future. Gotcha. So who exactly is trying to do this? What are the different companies that see a future in internet for space? The two companies being talked about most right now are SpaceX and Amazon. Both of them are launching what are called low-Earth orbit constellations into space this year. And in addition to them, there are companies that have had satellites. Uh, These are the companies that uh, you probably used to get a connection on a plane or a train. Um, and Viasat and Hughes are the two big players in that space. And part of the idea is to have these satellites be sort of a low orbit, right? So there are two main types of satellite broadband setups. One is a geosynchronous satellite. Geosynchronous satellite, okay. So a geosynchronous satellite stays above one place on Earth and uh, spins with the Earth so that it can beam a connection down to, to anywhere on the surface at any given time. The second kind, and this is sort of the, the newer, more exciting type, according to some, this is what SpaceX and Amazon are doing. These are called low-Earth orbit satellites. Geosynchronous satellites are 
thousands of miles above the Earth's surface. Low Earth orbit satellites, however, as the name implies, are much closer, and they might be as little as 300 miles above the Earth's surface. I think that SpaceX, they're going to be about 340 miles above the Earth's surface. And that means that the distance that the signal has to travel is much less, which means you get lower latency. That means you won't get a lag on a connection. And because there are a lot of different satellites, Elon Musk and SpaceX say that you'll have bandwidth that will be able to compete with terrestrial broadband and even fiber optic networks. Gotcha. And and SpaceX and Amazon are doing this, I assume, just because there's money to be made, right? I mean, I got to think there's a bounty at the end. Elon Musk has said that he just wants to get into the business and he wants to disrupt the telecom business and he believes that he can make enough money doing so to help fund his mission to colonize Mars. Amazon hasn't said that much about why they're doing it. Uh, It might also be just to get into the telecom business and, you know, compete in an industry that is is fairly monopolized. Mm-hmm. Others have hypothesized that Amazon wants to get into the satellite broadband business because then they could be their own first customer. Amazon Web Services, of course, offers uh, a lot of cloud computing technology and the ability to be connected to the internet anywhere on earth could be do a number of different great things for AWS. Got it. So the answer is a mix of just straight up capitalism, money to be made. If we don't make it, someone else will. And then another incentive is that this could be pretty synergistic with the main business. And I'd add a third thing, and everybody mentions this. uh, Bridging the digital divide is not only good for business, it's sort of good for mankind. Connecting more people to the internet stands to have great unforeseen benefits. SpaceX, for instance, has already started connecting people that previously could not get internet access in parts of the rural United States and uh, southern Canada, um, like the Pacific Northwest region is where they've had beta testers. And I think that a lot of different companies have really pursued the dream of satellite broadband because it can reach people in areas that no one else can. These are areas that aren't served by big telecom companies where there aren't fiber optic cables. And in fact, where it would be so expensive to build that infrastructure that no one is ever going to do it. Adam Clark Estes is deputy editor here at Recode. You can read more of his work at recode.net. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. 